Hello, this is Rachel McElroy. Hey, it's Griffin McElroy. This is wonderful. <laughs> Are you laughing about that funny joke I just told right before? Rachel told a real ripper right before we started. And we can't um we can't tell it here because it was in it, might was, have, it was blue. very poor taste. It was blue and it was crass. It was crass mm-hmm. and it was so sexist. <laughs> I was um blue. No, I'm laughing cuz babe this one's footloose and fancy free free wheeling. The Here free we wheeling Bob Dylan. We're going to have fun in this episode. We're loosening Lucy the suspenders. Why are we still loosey goosey, you ask? Well, um, we don't have anything prepped. Listen, here's the situation. <laughs> we um, Every time I say that, I always think of the intro to that one episode of Parks and Recreation where Leslie Nope goes on to sing all of parents don't just don't understand when ron comes in and says here's the situation and she's like so what'd you need and he's like someone's on fire in the park okay anyway Anyway. um we just did a live show last night uh for austin bat cave and uh thank you to everybody that bought tickets and yes and checked it out we had a really good time yeah and you all helped raise a lot of money for that really cool organization uh we will probably put up an audio episode uh of that show here at you know at some point later on a lot of folks weren't able to join us and kind of lost track of yes. time. And so that will be a way for you to hear yeah. part of it, too. You'll also hear the debut of an exciting new segment that uh, I've, yes. I've been piloting. Um, but we so we did that and we um, didn't have time to prepare. We're recording this the night after that. Yeah, and we, don't have we do not have child care this week. And so we don't or have a lot of time ever. Did we ever we had child care for a minute there, we right? Did. I didn't dream it. We did, but it was. I feel like I had a, a sweet, sweet dream at some point that there was somebody who lived in this city who came to help us with our child sometimes. Yeah. But now it's, I don't She'll be even. She'll back. Hey, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. You're right. Everybody deserves a little time. Yeah. I'm not trying to scrooge it over here. You know what I mean? Um, but all of that to say, we we came up with a concept for the Rachel show. Rachel came up with a concept. We were thinking about a theme that would require no preparation, something that is timely and delightful and just with like an endless amount of stuff to talk about. Do you want to introduce today's topic? Yeah. So we are recording this and we'll release it uh, the week of New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. And uh, the past few years, we have invited friends over to our home uh, to have a nice little party in our house. A little, little casual, but like kind of classy get to, I feel like there's an unspoken agreement that at a New Year's Eve party, you're going to get a little bit classy. And I feel like that's completely, yeah. but I, why? Like why? Yeah, we have some friends that showed up where people, people put on nice clothes and. Just set a precedent. We make some fun cocktails. Yeah. And it feels like we're real grownups doing grown up things. I think that's why I feel like New Year's Eve is, yeah. is fancier because it has something to prove. It's like I've put away my childish Christy, crim, <laughs> crimbo things. I'm going to bring in this new year just looking so nice. Looking so grown up. Um, and I don't know. We really, we really like hosting parties. I think. True. Griffin and I as a couple, I don't know, I, I didn't attend quite as many parties in my, my previous life before <clears throat> I met before oh. I met Griffin. Yeah. He's just, he's a good date, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. But anyway, all of that to say that it got me thinking about parties, and I thought we could do an episode where we talk about just kind of the wonderful parties that we have been to and the wonderful things about parties Yes, on this year where we... And a lot of other people may not have parties to attend. What was our last party? 
probably uh, it was probably on the J- Jonathan Colton cruise yeah. uh, earlier earlier this year before things really popped off. Yeah. Um, or, which is uh, quite or a potentially w- New Year's last year, <laughs> or potentially New Year's last year would have been yes, the last yeah. proper party. Yeah. Um, so, oh man. <laughs> That'll be an interesting moment for people to listen back to because you can hear the weight of <laughs> this year sort of accumulate and land on me in like one yeah. sort of moment, um, yeah. which is good, which is cool, and which super is super relatable. Super relatable. Um, I love a party. I love a New Year's Eve party. So we thought we would just sort of talk about parties, mm-hmm. our favorites. Um, Do you want to go chronological? Chrono, you, like of every party I've ever been to. Well, no, but like hit, the important hit some highlights from from the child years and maybe yeah. the teen years. Um, I'm curious about this because I feel like there is a point when you really enter the theater scene of Huntington, West Virginia, yes. and then I think your party experiences may diverge from mine a little. Uh, wildly, yes, <laughs> I would argue, yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I any good birthday parties? Any any time as a child, you were like, "This is it. We we did it." Birthday parties were largely a bring kids over to my house, and there would be some Little Caesars and you didn't do like a laser tag or a burger. Well, thing. there was one, uh, and we have video of it. It's in like one of the home videos my dad shot of uh, me and my buds wrecking a mcdonald's when i was like four years old (laughs) there's a great moment in that video where i'm wearing these big baggy pants and at the mcdonald's parties they would set up kind of games for you uh using mcdonald's things so they would have those old styrofoam things that the mcnuggets would come in and you have to see how many of those you could stack up before it fell down oh that's fun the game i played at the tender age of four or five, uh, you had to hold a straw up to your nose and then try and drop it into a cup on the oh, floor. Oh, that is a lot of coordination. It's for a lot a small of coordination, child. but also my pants were so baggy <laughs> that the straw <laughs> fell and it landed right on a divot, right on my dingling. <laughs> and it was really funny. Everybody busted up. Everybody's like, Griffin caught it with his dingling. Is that when it hit you? When you were like, I want to be an entertainer. Yeah, that's when it, that's I when make that one hit. I want to make people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, best party though ever was at the, uh, I was, I want to say seven, I want to say seven or eight. And it was at the gym factory. The gym factory was a sort of infamous place in (laughs) Huntington lore where, uh, it was a, you know, like a gymnastics training facility. So they had the long runway of trampoline floor. They had the big pit full of styrofoam geometric objects that you could like swing and jump into. They made that like a public venue for kids to play. Because that is the one thing about my friends that took gymnastics that I was always jealous of. Yeah. Like, that just looks fun. I mean, you had to pay. It wasn't like a free park or something like that. Later on in our teen years, it would become, it would host a really shady teen night in the back room of the gym factory. What was that back room used for usually? I do not, I do not know. (laughs) I think it was like a stage. So like maybe they would do gymnastics things on a stage. That's nothing. Um, but anyway, this was before that, before the sort of uh, okay. nasty times. Uh-huh. And uh, I just had a birthday there that was pretty baller. Uh, I remember I got a star named after me by my nanny. She did one of those like star registry yeah. things. And that like blew my mind. That was like the best gift I ever got. It is kind of the perfect age to do it, right? Oh, yeah. Because any older than that and you're skeptical. Yeah. But like right at that age, you're like, yeah. part of that space out there is mine. Yeah. Age nine is like, okay, but like who's is that, it? Is that who's <laughs> gonna say that it's my name who did you register it 
with. Because I could name a star Nani right now. <laughs> and I could say, that's your star up there, Nani. That one up there in Cassiopeia. That's a tough word to say. <laughs> I can't think of too many other from like my young younger days. Justin yeah. and Travis, I have a memory of a Justin and Travis party. Because they have this, yeah. they share the same birthday, November eighth, and I remember uh, a party they had where uh, a bunch of their buds came over, who I knew like also, and we all played poker using our Halloween candy as the as the the stakes. And I remember wow. thinking that was the most fun idea ever, and I it's always clever. wanted to do it again. Uh, and then also because it was their birthday, I did get one toy, as was the custom. <laughs> I think that's betting a lot on the fact that your child would still have a significant amount of Halloween candy a week after yeah, Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it was most, I'll be honest, it was the Snickle Fritz. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, <laughs> there were a lot of uh, atomic fireball, uh, hard can hard jawbreakers in there. Yeah. God, those were miserable. Who, who was that for? Who wants to, eating like a spicy cinnamon candy is already not great, but to be like, but now it's here in jawbreaker format, so it lasts forever. That's some that's some like really masochistic stuff, I feel like. I mean, you know, I'm that way with all sugar candy, like nerds, you know, smarties, all that stuff doesn't do anything Not for me. Not a big, yeah. No. Any big parties from your childhood? I think about that. I feel like all of my birthday parties were also in my house. I don't oh, Yeah. And and I'm mostly remembering them from pictures. Uh, and so I just like, I'm just picturing my backyard and my basement in a lot of these parties. Okay. So it's hard for me to really pinpoint a birthday. That did you ever have remarkable. a pool party? You had a pool, you had an above ground pool for I a while did. at your My house. My birthday's in March, honey. So oh like, yeah. March, know, March Missouri, in St. Louis is not, yeah. We did not have the pool open. Yeah. Um, I had a roller skating party yes. in my backyard. And in that your was backyard? Well, I have that like that patio space under the deck. Okay. So it was just going around in circles on the patio. That's fun. And that was right when some people had rollerblades and some people didn't. That was the that was the caste system that had mm-hmm. been forced upon mm-hmm. us. Um and I had a party that was kind of beach themed and there was Twister. Ooh. When I was in middle school, <laughs> and, I, and I had boys there. Oh, you knew exactly what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a picture of me wearing like a a yellow Hawaiian shirt and blue corduroy pants. Jesus Christ! Very of the time period. Very, very attractive. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, it must have been a very fetching outfit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel like my party life didn't really didn't really kick off until high school and it was never at my house did no you, did you, you have like a friend that had like the party house did i have a friend who had like the party house yeah um our close friends the minskers growing up they we sort of like just kind of occupied like squatters their <laughs> basement uh there was like a summer where i helped like our, our friend justin minsker like clean out that basement and then uh and it, justin and his brother evan uh and we like bought a bunch of beanbag chairs and they set up like a projector, like a film projector that we could like play games on and stuff. And there was a pool table down there and we would do new year's Eve parties down there like every year for like probably four years in a row, if not more with like everybody with all the theater friends. Cause that's the thing you missed out on the theater friend circle. And I imagine this is a universal thing. 
is way more liberated than like <laughs> any other friend circle I ever had. Like if I wanted to go to a boy girl sleepover party in like middle school with my theater friends, it was a okay. Still cannot wrap my brain still around that. Still can't. Still can't ponder I that. I can't. I can't because even if you had grown up with these people, things change. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you recall the beginning of Dawson's Creek. Sure. But Dawson and Joey grow up and they develop urges. Yeah. And so it just surprises me that that y'all continued to sleep in, in close quarters. No. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty... I mean, it was pretty puritanical. I don't know what to tell you. I can't. I can't write uh, fan fiction of my of my high school years with you. Um, I would say the other big thing that you missed out on was cast parties. You want to talk I about know. parties? Oh my god! You get that adrenaline pumping. You get that 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 on the stage that that theater night just like opening night adrenaline going or then you have that closing night where you just finished your last show oh my god i'm gonna miss you guys let's scoot down to the pizza pub and play in the arcade and just like kick it there for a couple hours and come down the closest example i have of that is when i was in marching band and after the football games we would go to like steak and shake oh but no. it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't free spirited. It wasn't, you know? and you didn't play theater games, which was a big thing you missed out on, and a big staple of parties. This, I, I feel this like this is interesting that you bring this up because the other day I I jokingly referred to Zip Zap Zop with with you, and you had no familiarity with it, and it blew my mind because I thought that was the theater game. I th- I have always thought of Freeze as being the theater game, the one where you tag people in and out to yeah. like step into scenes, and gosh, you'd play that for fun. Oh God, yes. We had uh, uh, we never talk about this because it sounds bougie when in reality, we had a basketball court in our backyard, which if you hear that and you think like, ooh, <laughs> um, we had a backyard that was grass that we liked to play in, and then at some point we they paved it in. Now a court- and then there was a basketball hoop. A court in my head has two hoops. Uh, no, it was just one hoop yeah. and some cement. And honestly, most of the time that court was covered right with dog dookie. It was covered <laughs> with dog dookie. And if you did want to play basketball, you'd have to scoop it up. So at that point, it's like interface with, with excrement to get exercise. No, I think I'm okay. Thank you. Um, but we would go back there. And I mean, a basketball court's a perfect place to do some some theater games. Perfect place. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's people reeling from the revelation that the McElroy household had a basketball like you can't facility. It, you can't call it a facility or a court if you just have a hoop. Like I feel like 30% of the country has a basketball hoop just in their backyard. Right, but like what about me and my <laughs> brothers would make you think that that was something that my parents would prioritize? There was a period of time when I was in middle school where I also wanted a basketball hoop in okay. my backyard. Okay. And I think it was just cuz it was something to do. Yeah. And also, you know, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've taken up a lot of time here, but that's because I've been to way more parties than you. <laughs> I I really, my party experience, I feel like really started my senior year of high school. Uh, and that was because I had a couple friends that reliably did not have parental supervision. Oh, yeah. That's huge. Uh, and they, these friends also had alcohol, which at the time, (laughs) those two usually do kind of go hand in hand. And it was also because my senior year, we still had connections to the 
people that were seniors when we were freshmen in high school. And so it and they had just turned like 21. Of course. And so they were kind of, you know, they got us our, our cranberry Jack Daniels coolers. Or oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't cast aspersions. I was not a uh, high school uh, imbiber, maybe like, like uh homecoming senior year i feel like we had some smirnoff ices but that was mostly my uh um, you didn't feel like i felt this urge like things have to start getting exciting we can't just watch movies at each other's houses anymore i mean we have freeze babe <laughs> you know this we have freeze <laughs> we had freeze um yeah i i i all of the parties that i went to honestly after i started doing theater because we got started pretty early were just theater parties i like didn't really go to a lot of school friend parties um but i was okay with that because the theater parties were secretly like quite lit um (laughs) and i had a very good time at them I will say that I did not particularly enjoy my my rebellious teen parties. I feel like New Year's was really fun senior year because that was the year it was the year two thousand, and our friends had a party and there was this like excitement around like whether or not the world was going to end. Yeah. Oh wow. That felt rowdy and fun, but for the most part, I just I was never uh, one to drink very quickly or very much. Mm And then I would just witness this this display, you know, the teen display oh, sure, sure, of drunkenness. Sure. Yeah, where it's like, where it's like, oh, uh, what am I doing? I have no control over myself, you know. And you're like, yeah, you're, you're I, watching it, and you're kind of like, what's going on here, really? I mean, I I all, I participated in that as well. <laughs> I will I will admit, but it, for me, it was in it was like in college. It was not in yeah. it was not in high school. I was also uh, kind of terrified of uh, any any kind of losing control generally. Yeah. So so I was a little slow to that party. I will say I was more scared that somebody would tell on me to Jesus. <laughs> That somebody would call up Jesus and be like, uh-oh, somebody is straying from his walk. You better do something. Uh, and then, like, my dog would get sick or something. Oh, man. Growing up in the Southern Baptist tradition, that is what we <laughs> learned, is that if we did drink uh, alcohol Something or bad would happen to your family? If we played, uh, you know, table games at the dog track um or cussed uh then, it's a real mobster dynamic like hey you want to you want to cuss you want to see what happens huh how about that <laughs> yeah i guess so huh um we hosted new year's eve party at our house every year this was not obviously debaucherous in any way uh but we we it was always a thing at our house like for whatever reason i never went to anybody else's house i think for new year's eve it was oh. always at our place uh and my mom would just crank out <laughs> The appetizers. Oh, my God. The appetizers. I'm talking about bacon-wrapped little, uh, little weenies. I'm talking yeah. about, uh, oh, God, uh, chocolate chip, like, cheesecake dip. When you put little graham crackers in it. Mm. Like little Velveeta, wow. little Velveeta ground beef queso. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I wonder, do you think that's like a regional thing? I think it's absolutely a regional thing. Because I know, I've noticed when we've gone over to the Smurls, they have like a kitchen island that is full Just of apps, like apps, 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 apps. 30 different kinds of appetizers. It's a low country boil with 50 <laughs> sides. You can treat yourself, you can have bagel bites with your low country boil. It's so choice. <laughs> Nothing is better than that. I would say that makes up like the majority of my like young party 
attendance. I remember quite distinctly the like small handful of school friend parties that I went to. Uh, I had my first uh, little smoocheroo at a uh, at a boy girl party in middle school yeah. uh, in a way that made me uh, really recoil with terror and shame when we watched Pen Fifteen, uh, yeah. which I cannot recommend highly enough because it was uh, s- seemingly biographical uh, of <laughs> of my experience. Uh, yeah, it was like, I will say too. Yeah. My first, my first kiss was in middle school at a YMCA teen night Mm -hmm. in the stairwell of a, of like a gymnasium. Who was? I'm gonna kick this dude's ass. Who was it? Well, I've told you, I've told you about this person. Oh, that's right. Remember, that's right. I I reencountered him in high school and was kind of joking like we had this shared history, and he had no memory of it he, whatsoever. He, babe, I gotta tell you, he definitely remembered. <laughs> he was trying to play you for a fool. <laughs> uh, no, ours was spin the bottle, and uh, oh. yeah, classic. You can't beat it. Oh, I hate it. And uh, let's just say the bottle landed on me, and the girl who spun it started to say, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> Um, and only agreed to do it if we went uh, behind a sheet on the other side of the room. And then I got a little lip service, and then she went back to the other side, and everybody was laughing at her. (laughs) Was it ideal? No. (laughs) No. Does it make me sad to think back about? Yes. Yes. I wish I'd saved myself for you. For our wedding, that's supposed to be your first kiss. Is I'm the glad wedding? You didn't, honey. I'm just gonna say I'm glad you got a little. You experience. know, we would have had that. Uh, <laughs> that video. What was? I can't even remember that show. Uh, You're the one that showed it to me. Yeah, it's two people who've never kissed, and then they yeah. kiss for the first time at their wedding. It's 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 a it's a rough watch. Um. Hey, can I? Do you, would it be okay with you if I stole you away? Yes. Okay. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be 
the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Oh boy, we have Grandpa Bonds here, and we're going to just start reading them because we have a lot. This one is for Sophie and Grace, and it's from Darren, who says, Dear Sophie and Grace, happy first anniversary. Wow, it's only been a year? Time flies, right? Not this year, I'd argue, Darren! Uh, it's been my honor to be there with you on your journey from perfect strangers to life partners. I'm so proud of how far you've come together, and I can't wait to see what the future brings. I love you both with all my heart. Darren, what a sweetheart. Are you going to make a reference to Perfect Strangers? I wish I could, but I, uh, the truth is I didn't watch that much Perfect Strangers. I just know the theme song because it's the, the greatest. Song. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. For all of those that may have doubted that Griffin could hit that note. Don't. Have you heard our show before? He's you know what I'm capable. Uh, here's another one. It's for Danny and it's from Julia who says, hello, darling. Or sorry, Hello, darling. With a you, you're my wonderful thing today, tomorrow, and always. When this airs, you'll be in the midst of your last year of university. Keep working on getting that iron ring. For now, let's take a day off, eat some ramen, and play video games. I love you most. Do you get an iron ring from graduating from... Where? Where? <laughs> Julia says university, which makes me think that maybe this is across the pond. Yeah. Um, do they get iron rings over there when they finish school? I mean, you can get a class ring. Not a class ring. I'm not talking about some, you know, white gold Jostens. <laughs> I'm talking about an iron ring forged in Mount Doom. And you could fashion one, I, I imagine. Yeah, I the, if you knew the right people, if you had like an iron hookup. I mean, if you find a big enough nut, you could just slide that on you. Just a big enough nut or washer. Oh, you're talking about the hardware. Material. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Dave Hill from before, here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, with my old radio show, the damn Dave Hill show into one new futuristic program from the future. If you like delightful conversation with incredible guests, technical difficulties, and actual phone calls from real life listeners, you've just hit a street called easy. I'm also joined by my incredible co-host, the boy criminal Chris Gersbeck. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's really great. That's to enough, Chris. And New Jersey chicken rancher, Des. Say hi, Des. Hey, Dave. The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules. We nailed it. I want to hear about... Let's take it. Let's take the, the limiters off. Should we talk about the college years? Oh, I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> I didn't even like... I didn't even like tear it up. 
I had like a. Co- Do you have any like good parties? Like let's let's not. Oh like, yeah, sure. Let's not like let's not you know embarrass ourselves maybe as much as we refer to the particularly remarkable parties we have attended. I had a few, and I look back on them somewhat fondly. Uh, I had a few sort of archetypical college parties uh-huh. that were like madcap, I would say, uh-huh. in a way. Um, and I'm glad that I did them, but I wouldn't ever, 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 ever wish them upon any other person <laughs> ever. I had the the like um, doing something I shouldn't be doing when the parents who were supposed to be out of town that the kids said were going to be oh. out of town, like came in and started yelling at everybody situation. Oh. And like a literal sprinting out of the building and running all the way back home situation. <laughs> Like I had one of those, but I don't know that I would call it the best party I've ever been to. I I remember, I think it was like my junior year of college. I started running in a crowd of people that were like into the theme parties. Oh, you know, like that's you, fun. You do a costume, you know, or or there's like a, a theme to the music and or the the snacks or the potluck or whatever. Sure. And uh, I always really enjoyed those. I think at first I was kind of like, oh, this sounds cool. And then I was like, no, this actually is really cool. <laughs> I feel like I I reached a point after the, all of those things I described were freshman year. I feel like freshman year was uh, uh, a rough year for yeah. uh, yours truly, um, going through a lot of, let's say, personal uh, crises uh, that I was just sort of struggling to deal with. And so I, I just was like, going to parties of people I didn't know, like yeah. with people I didn't know. I will um, tell you that is freshman year for most people. Yes, I know that, again, like it's a stereotypical thing. Like I'm not, I didn't reinvent the wheel, but then I pretty much stopped going <laughs> to parties. And the ones I did go to, nobody was putting in as much effort as the parties you were describing. I don't know yeah. that I ever went to a themed party. I think that was the thing. So freshman year, and this is probably true with every college town, uh, there is like a part of town where all the students live when they, you know, get older. Right. And you would just walk around like like in the desert of this neighborhood <laughs> trying to find a party. Oh, I never did that. So we used to do that. Like freshman year, we didn't know anybody. We didn't know where parties were. And so we would just head over to that part of town and we would just walk. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer i feel like a and then little we bit would, like we'd like start walking up to a house because we could tell there was a party happening and then we'd like poke our head in and there were like four people and we were like all right <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. like back out how did you not like accidentally break and enter into someone's <laughs> home we i mean we probably that's probably technically what we did i yeah. mean you open a door uh and god opens in. a window <laughs> Um, but then I, a lot of the parties that we did go to that were like actual parties, we would just end up sitting on the couch talking to each other. Yes. We did not have the skills or the ability to like mingle. Yeah. Be like party animals. I did in that debaucherous period. That was the thing. I wish I could take that year where I was a complete fuck up and like lost my scholarship and like really kind of wrecked things and like take away the bad parts where I lost my scholarship and really wrecked things. <laughs> yeah. But I could keep 
hold of the part of me that was bold enough to just be like, yeah, yeah fuck it. Like, I'll go to this. Whatever, man. I'll go to this party. It's that, it's that nothing to lose energy. That nothing you know? to lose energy. The problem is that I quickly developed things to lose. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess I just got to get back out there, babe. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I got to hit the open road. You would never. I would never, ever, 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 ever. Makes me feel uncomfortable even joking about it. <laughs> I will I will say the college years is also when I discovered a love for the Halloween party. Halloween parties are, yeah, that's... That was like, that was really fun. Um, just because it, it, it like gave you like a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and gave like a purpose to the evening. Sure. I feel like a lot of times I would go to parties and I would kind of be like, how do I know when I've had enough party? Yeah. But I feel like with a Halloween party, it's like, oh, I've seen everybody's costume. I've had a few drinks. Let's call it a night. Right. You know? But but at other parties, you're like, if I leave now, mm-hmm. did I miss the party? The answer is almost always yes <laughs> for people, I think, like you and I. But I, I feel like... Uh, there there stopped being parties at a certain point, and then there were just yeah. kind of hangs. Yeah, like we would go to our friend's house every single night and just like hang and play beer pong or NBA yeah. Jam or whatever. And that those were the best times I ever had. I tell you, I didn't play beer pong or flip cup until I moved to Austin, Texas, at the age of twenty six. Oh wow. I just totally missed that, partly because of what you're saying. I like stopped going to parties at a certain age. It is stig- it is stigmatized, and rightly so, as a sort of, you know, fratty fratty bro activity. Yeah. I wish I could reclaim that for every for general purpose use. Because yeah. it's a f- guys, it's a fun game. I have even seen not you. even the drinking, the like throwing a ping pong ball into yeah. a cup skillfully. I love that shit. This is there there is something about the skill that is required to do that that you have exactly. It's the only thing I've ever been good at. <laughs> I feel like Griffin will roll up to a, a drinking game table and everybody'll be like, Oh, this guy. Yeah. Let's see what he's got. And then everybody but will then rally buckets, and there's buckets, buckets, buckets. There's cheering, there's, there's lifting cheering, up on lifting shoulders. Up. Well, that's the secret is that I don't really like beer, especially <laughs> Very, very cheap, uh, watery beer. Uh, uh-huh. And so I had to get good as a sort of survival mechanism if I didn't want to drink the gross stuff. No, but you realize when you... Oh, never mind. Were you so unfamiliar with the rules of the game <laughs> that you thought that you... Well, the game, like, like Flip Cup, like, you have to, like, drink the beer no matter what. No, not beer pong. Beer pong, beer pong yeah. the other team does. Yeah. yeah I'm um, right now. I just wish that there was a... I just wish that we could, like, croquet... Like a nice summer game of croquet. I guess actually if you saw somebody playing croquet this day and age, you would there would be some level of stigma about that. You would make some assumptions about that person in the same way that if you saw somebody playing beer pong. What's a neutral sport? Corn cornhole? Nah, even that. What do you mean by neutral? Like if you see somebody doing it out in the throwing a frisbee. Why do I only like fratty bro stuff? <laughs> I mean, most most games that you play kind of casually yeah. are kind of bro games. I guess so. Yeah. I wish I could go back and tell myself throughout all of my, like, childhood through college, not to sweat how many parties I wasn't going to, because I now, with the... Um, with the hindsight that comes with my old age, I realize that only when you become an adult do parties actually get 
pretty good, I feel like. That's fair. If from a from a logistical perspective and from a like you actually enjoy it instead of just like being a disaster. Yeah. I will say though when you get older you go to fewer parties where people are dancing. But you got to make them count. Music. You got to make them count. Yeah. Now I I specifically miss those parties where you'd go to and there'd be really good music and people would be dancing. Yeah. You don't do that as much when you're older. No, I guess not. I remember there was a weird period right after I'd moved away from Huntington where I came back in town and a lot of my friends were still like seniors in college. And so I went to a couple college parties having like graduated, which first of all made me hugely uncomfortable, but also I felt like this immunity from the need to like milk it and make a night of it in the yeah. way that you do when you're like yeah. it, like in it and seeing everybody else like in that desperate stage of just like I got to make this oh, count man. was like a we- like a time travel you like astral projection me, you just reminded me of that like getting ready for pre-game. A party yes i did not like that no it lasted so long <laughs> it lasted, it lasted so, so long, long. <laughs> there was a there was a dance club that we would go to every friday night in huntington called club echo and it was the best friday nights they had the same dj a uh, dude named jesse who would go and he would play the same like set every night and it was the best and it was so fun but every time i would like hang out with a big group of friends who all wanted to go together they like get started at like seven but and then they would keep going past the time when the party started. <laughs> it would be like ten o'clock, and I'd be like, "Can we please just go?" And they're like, "But we have this this we have this Keystone light here for free." Oh my gosh! I still that is still hard for me because like I was somebody in high school who had a curfew of like ten p.m. Mm-hmm. But when you are in your twenties, parties don't start until ten p.m. Yeah. And so I would go over to a friend's dorm room and we would sit around and like, quote unquote, get ready. No. For like an hour and a half, which only ever took me like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you're just sitting there and you're starting to like second guess whether or not you even want to do this thing. Yeah. And then you get there and then like it hasn't even really started yet. It's it's, it's a weird purgatory. No. no. It's party party Tory and it's not fun it's not especially great. It just makes you more nervous and more sort of like desperate for the night to come to be like the best. <laughs> We're gonna remember this night for the rest of our lives. Like it's it's a Wednesday. We're not. It's a Wednesday. Well, and that's what people don't like about New Year's, honestly, is that there's like so much buildup. I guess. It's the only it's the only holiday with a preordained kissing segment. Yeah. Which is like already a lot. Yeah. I'll grant you that. I mean, as an adult, I meant to say that like people finally throw parties with some effort. Yes. And and resources thrown behind yes, them. That's true. If I want to be if I want to cheat a little bit, I would say uh, of the top 5 parties I've ever been to, probably 4 of them were weddings, which are just oh, like by definition the dopest party that you'll I ever throw. I really considered those as parties. Sure. I have a, a and maybe this is just a recency bias thing, but like I I have a lot of memories and a lot of stories like with our close group of friends from that like whirlwind three year period where all of us got married. Yeah. Uh, and just like had a bunch, had a really, I know weddings are also a very stressful time for some people and it's not like everybody's cup of tea. I hated going to weddings when I was like a kid because yeah. there's nothing for you there. 
But like when you're there with your with your pals and you're dancing yeah. and you're eating good food and watching eternal love commitments. <laughs> oh man, you really it's can't interesting beat it. You brought that up. I wasn't even including that in the category. I was like thinking strictly house parties. Yeah, I, I mean it's cheating because it's also mm-hmm. like for for most folks the most expensive party you will you will throw. So of course it will be yeah. it'll be competitive. Um, but I loved when I so in. Gosh, it would have been 2011, 2012, 2011. Mm. I like moved by myself and had little parties in my backyard. Yeah. And it was the best. We had a New Year's party. It was actually, it was the first New Year's you and I were dating. Oh, I was yeah. still living in that house. I remember. You, a little um, fire pit. Yeah, we ate, we did the, the grapes eating thing. Yeah. And somebody threw something in the fire pit that it shouldn't have been there. And an ember came up and it burnt your leg like through your hose. Yeah, and I was wearing a stockings and we like couldn't get it out. It was a, it, that was a scary moment. I had a, I had a burn on my I leg. I remember that very clearly. You, I think you still, I think, have a scar on your leg from No, that. I don't. Not anymore. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think weddings are probably the best. And of course, like, themed parties now, you do get a lot more effort put into it yeah. and a lot more coordination. Uh, the the murder mystery party yeah. is, a, is, a, is, of course, right up our alley. I figured you were going to bring that up. Yeah, it's a good it's time. More, I think it's more up your alley than mine, honestly. Yeah. I I I get very focused on people's performance and whether or not they just seem suspicious because they're not really selling what they're doing. It's the, I, I think it just goes right <laughs> back to the theater kid shit. I, I think it goes right back to the theater kid shit. <laughs> I didn't know how insular a like formative experience that was until I was an adult that like there were people who did theater kid shit who were like a certain way. And then there were other people who like just didn't even tap into that world or, or energy like at all. And that was mystifying to me. Yeah. I see. I grew up in a very kind of like too cool for school environment where you were hesitant to show real enthusiasm for things. And so when I encountered theater people, I was like, they are so excited about everything. Right. So sincerely excited. And I didn't, like, it knocked me on my heels a little bit. I'm like, are we are we enjoying this genuinely? Is that yeah. what we're doing? Is that the vibe? Oh, sometimes you'd go to a clunker. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, I'm not, I'm not going to make it sound like all theater kid parties were great. Yeah. I remember distinctly going to one theater kid party where I showed up. And I was like in middle school and I was like, what's up, everybody? And they're like, not much. We're watching uh, In and Out starring Kevin Klein. And I was like, we're kids. Are you? We're kids. You sure? Okay. That's why I was telling Griffin the experience I had the other day. I, I, I definitely hung out with theater people, but I hung out with like a, a certain kind of theater person who just really loved the music uh more than the theater game itself and so i would go to these slumber parties and all of a sudden everybody knew rent yeah and i was like how is everybody singing along with this song right now what did i miss and i realized like i was in a theater group i just wasn't experiencing the yeah you missed the bus yeah and the boat and the train um anyways uh it's always a party when i get to be here (laughs) with you in the studio uh, sorry again for the strange energy of this. Of this, maybe it's oh, an odd one to cap out twenty twenty with, but also maybe an incredibly 
appropriate one to cap out 2020 with. Two extremely tired, tired parents <laughs> talking about the parties that they used to go to. Back <laughs> we will, there will be parties again. Maybe. One day. What will be the... I guess it depends on... You know, vaccine rollout protocols. Yeah, would gosh. love to get out there for a 4th of July party. If we could just secure an <laughs> Independence Day party, like guarantee Earth Day, Arbor Day. I don't remember when those are. Uh, my birthday's mid-April. I'm not feeling yeah, no, especially really confident. On no. No. Um, gonna Fourth of ke- July, I like that. Fourth of July feels it's, it feels like we can start putting a lot of our weight behind Fourth of July. <laughs> Let me. God. Yeah, I don't even want to say it. Um, yeah, we should stop <laughs> being downers. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for these for our theme song. Money won't pay. You find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. There's a bunch of great shows on there that you should go check out pronto. For sure, for, for sure. For sure, for sure. And thank you. Thanks to everybody who tuned into our Austin Batcave live show uh, yeah. and supported us there. Uh, and really, thank you all to you listening. I feel like we could get incredible. There's a version of this where we get incredibly sentimental <laughs> about what this show and you all and recording yeah. it has meant to us during this fucking nightmare year it really it feels like a practice like doing this yes. show feels like we have undertaken a conscious effort to be grateful in our lives which is like a thing you hear people talk about yeah. but then also like challenge yourself to do that publicly and with a weekly deadline <laughs> It's different. It's like a. it becomes a sort of mechanical thing that you like have to do. Can I give you a spoiler for what I was maybe going to talk about this week? Yeah. French bread pizza. Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Like I would, you, when you do this show, you sit there and you think, what, uh, what is something that brings me joy? And a lot of times it's difficult to get in that headspace. And you, oh. And you go back to being nine and you think, you know what I really liked is when French you, bread pizza. French yeah. bread pizza. <laughs> no, I have spent I have spent the day in a pretty deep funk, I would mm-hmm. say, um, just because we are pretty... We're worn out. We're very tired. We're yeah. very, very worn out. And I'm not trying to join the chorus of like tired pandemic parents, but fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but... This every time that we get in this room and we yeah, get in front of mics nice. and we talk to each other like that all goes away very quickly. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. I yeah. love watching you rub your, your belly. <laughs> it's so big. It's Rachel is, if you're following the timeline of the show, 16 months pregnant. And <laughs> I am entering my third trimester. Chugga chugga choo choo. You know, there's there's only three. So there's only three trimesters. We're getting so to the end. We really need to start doing stuff really need to put somewhere to sleep for this guy somewhere to yeah (laughs) um where is it there's some i feel like scandinavian country where they just like send you home with a cardboard box and it turns out that that's great and the kids love the box There's a Scandinavian country where they, they like did, this, did a study and they were like, we just send you home with a box and a blanket and the kids, the kids love it. I know that you can't go to my doctor's appointment, but I wish you could just for that question. Like, excuse me, doctor, um, we're preparing for our second child, and I've heard that there is a country where there's a box. Oh, and your doctor would be like, ah, oh, yes, I don't remember exactly. I do remember a Scandinavian 
Somewhere in that, it's in the Scandinavian region. Oh, holy shit. We'll yeah. have to look on Ikea and see if they sell the box. They definitely, <laughs> I bet they do. Somebody in the Facebook group, please prove that I'm not like completely off my, my nut. Are you thinking of kittens? Oh, yeah, I did it. Because those are my little fur babies. Anyway, happy new year, everybody. We'll see you in 2021. Um, and... Um, yeah, we'll do we'll do we'll we'll try harder next year. Yeah. No, we try pretty fucking hard this year. I think making it through it is a cause for celebration enough. So let's cheers. let's just cheers to new years. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.